0: Scene Eleven of No Surrender by Constance Elizabeth Maud. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Scene Eleven: A Crushed Butterfly. Jenny had duly paved the way for her departure that evening. It was understood in the servants' hall that domestic affairs obliged her immediate return home. As a fact, Jenny had made no confidences to anyone of any sort and she had told them nothing at home, except that she had taken a temporary place as housemaid at Sir Godfrey Walker's London house. She realized that after exploding her bomb, there would of course be nothing left but to quit immediately. To face the German housekeeper, the disillusioned Parkins, and the servants' hall, even supported by the two footmen, was not advisable at this juncture. Parkins' incoherent description of what had taken place in the dining room had caused the wildest excitement, but the fact that Miss Alice had stuck by the preposterous housemaid made even the German housekeeper regard her with interest not unmingled with respectful dread. In Germany also we have those women's, she informed Parkins, the outsides of em is just good plain girls, the insides of em is ready for blood and death i tell you parkins shuddered as he answered don't enlarge i beg of you mrs schneider my nerves and i may add my susceptibilities have received a severe shock as to the master i feared an apoplectic fit for him his collar was awful. no thing don't surprise me nowadays mr parkins mind where you sit down She likely left some bombs about, for all she say, good-bye to me so pleasant. Parkins jumped up with alacrity and took a look under his chair before cautiously reseating himself. Is she gone yet? he inquired nervously. She's gone up to dress. Said she'd be leafing before de zooper, Mrs. Snyder observed soothingly. Meanwhile, Jenny changed her mill-clothes for the ubiquitous coat and skirt, and packed her few belongings into a small tin trunk, preparatory to leaving that evening. She had just descended to the basement with the intention of making her peace, if possible, with the outraged Parkins, by a few words of explanation and apology, when a ring at the back door, and the sound of a familiar voice inquiring for Miss Jenny Clegg, made her dart forward eagerly. "'Peter!' "'Why, Peter, lad, sure it's never you!' she cried, her joyful surprise quickly turning to apprehension, as she saw the look on his face. "'Come in here,' she said, taking his arm and leading him into a little room, just off the servants' hall. "'It's a mercy you caught me. I was just going.' Peter looked round the room nervously, as she shut the door. "'I'm thankful,' he said. "'Can we be quiet here a few minutes?' "'Yes, surely we can.' "'For God's sake, lad, tell me quick what's brought you. "'You're white as a sheet. "'Is mother dead?' "'Jenny leant against the back of a chair, "'her own face nearly as white as Peter's. Nay, nee, it's worse'n that, Jenny.' "'The words came as though strangling him. "'Death's not a thing to go crazy over. "'There's times as death's a blessin'. God knows.' "'Worse?' "'Jenny looked at his drawn face, "'in great fear for this brother, "'so many years her special care and charge.' "'Oh, tell me quick, for God's sake, Peter! "'I can't bear this suspense. "'Here, take a drink of water.' "'She caught sight of a jug of water and glasses on a shelf, "'and quickly poured him out a draught, "'which he drank at a gulp. "'Then with a jerk he brought out, almost inaudibly, "'It's Maggie!' "'Maggie!' echoed Jenny in amazement. "'Whatever's wrong with Maggie?' "'She would involuntarily have felt relieved "'had it not been for the unaccountable anguish of Peter's face.' She's took up for oh, I can't tell you he groaned, sinking into a chair and covering his face with his toil-stained hands. Jenny's eyes and voice were full of sympathy as she put her hand on his shoulder, took up she repeated, "Oh, Peter, has she got into trouble? Ay, trouble indeed, he answered dully, then standing up, he clenched his fists, speaking in low tones of concentrated fury. "'It's a foul devil as wrought it, I tell you, Jenny, a damned devil. "'Maggie's been took to prison for murderin her child and trying to drown herself. "'Now you've got it.' "'Her child?' gasped Jenny. "'You never mean—' "'Peter nodded his head, then turned away from his sister's searching, questioning eyes, "'feeling in his own soul the full weight of poor Maggie's burden of shame. "'Of such fine metal was his love.' But why ever should she do such a thing, poor lass? You'd a wedded her, I'll wager, child or no child, said Jenny warmly. Peter dropped down on the chair again wearily. Aye, sure I would. And she munna knowed it, he answered. Jenny's soul was wrung with pity. Gradually the full import of this tragedy was unfolding itself before her. Oh, poor Maggie, poor Maggie, she groaned. Then another thought struck her with a new fear. Listen, Peter, Joe's ear tonight. Ear, cried Peter, looking up quickly. What you mean? Joe's been dining here with all the grand folk upstairs, Jenny answered quickly. We must get hold of him and break this to him. He mustn't see it in the papers. Peter's mind clutched at a thought of rescue. Wo' oh, Nas, but the grand folks might help save her. Go fetch him quick, Jenny, for God's sake he cried with sudden energy. Jenny opened the door and listened a moment at the foot of the stairs. She returned to Peter. "'Shh, wait a minute. I hear some of the gentlemen in the entrance hall. They're going out. There's a din with the suffragettes in the street.' "'No, it's a fire,' said Peter. "'I see the brigade as I come along. We're a crowd of police follerin." "'It's no fire,' said Jenny. "'It's the suffragettes as firemen, callin' out votes for women,' "'and announcing the Albert Hall meeting. "'Now you wait here, and I'll see if I can't get hold of someone to fetch Joe.' "'She succeeded in catching George on his way to the pantry. "'He put himself at once at her service, "'with the result that Peter was asked to step up immediately "'into a small ante-room off the dining-room. "'Jenny followed, eluding observation, "'and George kept watch that no one should disturb them. "'Peter Clegg!' cried Joe in astonishment as he entered. He had been told merely that someone had called with an urgent message for him. Why, what brings you here? Come for Jenny, I hope. Peter took his outstretched hand in silence while Jenny came forward, her voice trembling. Joe, Peter's just told me some terrible sad news. I took up Peter with an effort. I little thought to see yo here, Joe Opton, but it concerns you too. Me? What is it, man? Speak out, can't you? Joe had no patience with circumlocutions. The irritation in his tone took effect. "'It's Maggie, yo sister, that's wo tis,' answered Peter darkly. Joe startled, and an angry flush spread over his face. The lively, pretty little half-sister was very dear to him, though their lives were now of necessity so far apart. "'Maggie? What do you mean? What's wrong with my sister Maggie?' He looked searchingly from Peter to Jenny, "'and the latter answered tremulously. "'Poor Maggie's got into trouble. "'Terrible trouble, Joe. "'That's why we sent for you. "'So as you should hear before you saw it in the papers.' "'In the papers!' cried Joe, really alarmed now. "'Why, the devil, can't you say what you mean?' "'He turned angrily on Peter. "Ay, sure, it's no worse for him, nor it is for me, Jenny. i love the girl more'n all the brothers in creation, "'though she wouldn't look at me.' Maggie's tuck up for killin' her child and trying to drown herself. Joe clutched the back of a chair. Maggie killin' her child A child? he stammered. Not my sister Maggie. Then with sudden fury. How dare anyone say it? How do you know? He turned again on Peter. It was all o'er IN Lars Neat, said Peter gloomily. I went off to the prison where they'd locked her up and won't let a soul come nigher. I prowled round the walls, most of the neat, till a bobby made me move on. Woe's the man, Joe interrupted fiercely. I'll know woe the man is. Er, master, that's woe it is, Peter ground out between clenched teeth. She wrote a letter saying twas when she tried to drown herself. Aye, she'd a done better to wed me, he added bitterly. But that devil just turned her head. Er master cried Joe, choking. Ladbrook himself The damned scoundrel. Er master echoed Jenny. Who'd a thought it possible? Why, e's the father of a family, got a wife, too, and must be fifty. That don't make no difference to they sort of blackguards," said Peter. Curse em. I always mistrusted them folks she was with. You mind when Maggie come over in the motor that time, Jenny, when I was laid up and never thought to be no better? Joe was pacing to and fro. He stopped abruptly, interrupting Peter's talk with vehemence. I'll have his life, the foul livin' hound. He shan't go scot-free as the man mostly does. I'll be his judge and jury. I'll learn him so that he'll never forget that when he ruins a girl he's got a man to reckon with. I don't mind if I swing for it. "'Aye, but it's Maggie we am got to think of, too,' said Peter. "'She's got to be saved, cost what it may. "'Think what's ahead of her,' he cried, striking his forehead, "'as though the vision of that future had burnt itself into his brain. "'Oh, however did she come to kill the child?' "'Jenny burst out with it in spite of herself. "'Peter turned on her with a tender jealousy, "'more like that of a mother than a lover. "'She writ as she done it for the best.' she couldn't bear to leave the pure little thing and she couldn't face life non what was before her she were crazed with pain and fear and shame pure lass and the water seemed the only way out for both of em joe realized something so big in peter's love his own was fain to stand aside hat in hand ay the only way out he agreed with a set face as maggie's suffering rose before him out of peter's woe "'If she'd gone home, her parents would have shut the door in her face. "'Not her mother, perhaps, but she could have done nothing against her father. "'Smith is a hard man and very proud. "'He'll feel the disgrace, so it'll fair kill him. "'Come to think of it, where could she go, her character gone?' "'Better have let her die at once than bring her back just a to torture her,' "'said Peter bitterly. "'She, will wouldn't arm a fly, anged for murder?' no no peter jenny interposed quickly thank god they never do that nowadays those awful times are past a woman's book stopped that ay but she's got to be tried for murder peter took her up gloomily the plice told me so the judge'll put on his black cap and pronounce sentence o death o'er and she'll believe it jenny shuddered and covered her face with her hands oh poor maggie no no "'We must save her. We will. "'Maybe they will let her on easier "'when they gnaws she went nigh drownin' herself, pure lass.' "'Peter looked towards Joe for corroboration of this hope, "'but Joe shook his head gloomily. "'Not they. A girl's not free to drown herself, "'though they'll put her in such a fix she can't live. "'And a man may kick his wife to death in a drunken fit "'like Bill Smithers done last year, "'and they give him six months.' "'cried Peter bitterly. "'It's monstrous! "'It's iniquitous!' "'burst out Joe Hopton with renewed fury. "'To treat a young girl crazed with fear "'in the agony of child "'worse, far worse, "'than the drunken murderer who kills his wife, "'such laws disgrace a civilized land.' "'Oh, why are men so senseless, so cruel?' "'cried Jenny. "'We've got to get such laws changed.' "'Aye, and while you am change in laws,' "'They're killin' Maggie,' said Peter, looking hopelessly from one to the other. "'Oh, if only I could get word to her, as I'll wait for her and wed her soon as they let her out.' "'Let her out,' repeated Joe, ignoring the rest, which indeed had no meaning for him at the moment. "'Let her out, after years and years of penal servitude. What'll she come out?' "'She'll never come out, or so changed if she does, it won't be Maggie.' Jenny stood up between them, a new resolve and steady purpose in her face. "'Joe, Peter, we must go at once and tell Mrs. Wilmot. She'll help. She'll think of something. She'll rouse all England if she's the mind. She's thousands of women ready to follow wherever she leads the way. I and men, too. She hasn't lived these twenty years in Bethnal Green for nothing. What will she do? What can any woman do?' "'They've not even got the vote,' sighed Peter despairingly. "'She's given her life to get that boon for women, "'and she'll win it, and this, too. "'How, I can't say, but I know it, so don't let us despair.' can not these Parliament men of yourn do not to elp, Joe?' asked Peter. "'Doubtful not of the will, but of the power of Jenny's Mrs. Wilmot.' "'Boulder or Blatherton?' Joe's tone held a bitter scorn. "'You don't know em.' "'They've no time to waste over a poor working girl. "'Why, a girl don't count so much as one of their horses or dogs. "'Not by a long shot.' "'No, if anything can be done,' he said with slow conviction. "'It's Jenny's women we've got to look to in this business.' "'Yes, Joe, you're right,' said Jenny. "'It's only women can help women, and we've woke up to know it at last. "'We'll save Maggie.' "'I must go to-night and break it to her father and my poor mother.' "'It'll be a terrible blow,' said Joe, preparing to go. "'Yes,' said Jenny. "'And while you do that, Peter and I will go at once to Mrs. Wilmot "'and tell her you'll be round to see her tomorrow. "'Good-night, Joe,' Jenny held out her hand. "'Keep a brave heart,' she added, and her eyes held his for a moment, "'sending with that look all she left unsaid. "'Joe clasped her hand, that strong, capable little hand. "'He let it go reluctantly.' "'Good night, Jenny. God bless you,' he stammered. And as he watched her disappear down the back stairs with Peter, he repeated to himself with slow conviction, "'Aye, it's only women can help women.'" End of Scene 11. Read by Lisa Reichert.